yo what up welcome to another episode of the oakland warriors podcast i'm patrick and i am joined for a victorious game seven edition of this podcast uh, i'm joined by my good friend aram in toronto what's up aram oh man i'm, I'm relieved in toronto um man <laughs> game sevens game sevens are are a thing uh we don't get them too often and that that's that's why you like sports right because it can really go either way uh i don't know about you uh you know you had asked uh, if i wanted to come on and just projecting ahead because i'm a negative nelly as uh has been stated before <laughs> Uh, you know, you put out on the Discord, uh, you ask people the uh, on game day, what's their prediction? Uh, of course, mm-hmm. negative Nelly me, I predicted a loss. And so I was already, ha- I had my notes. I had my notes like, uh, <laughs> what are my notes going to be like? Patrick, you're Joe Lacob. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> that was one of my Not yet. questions. Not yet. <laughs> that, that, that has been kicked down the road. Um, and man, uh, this, this is a... You know, I personally, I'm also quite relieved in Toronto because uh, usually I don't I don't have to come on here and talk talk to you after losses too often. So mm-hmm. uh, I was I was kind of dreading that, uh, and mm-hmm. and that's why I came up with all these notes. Uh, so so I had an agenda of things to talk about rather than uh, you know, cursing uh, left and right. Yeah. yeah but what about yeah. you? How were you feeling going into this? Um, you know, I had said, well, first off, so the Warriors, they beat the Kings yeah. 120, 100 <laughs> uh, in Golden One Center. And uh, I'll be honest, like after game six, I mean, everybody, all of us were so frustrated. Yeah. It was an abysmal performance. Would you say easily the worst loss of the dynasty? Maybe worse than Memphis I mean, it, last year? Maybe not. <laughs> no, I mean, it really, really depends on what you mean by worst. Like, is yeah. it like the worst feeling or the worst impact or the most lasting impact? And considering the circumstances, it was pretty bad. But for me, nothing is worse than uh, Game 7 2016 sure, sure, sure. or Game 6 2019 <laughs> when you lose Clay to the ACL after you lost Kevin Durant the game before. So in terms of uh, impact, everybody was healthy and there was still another game to play, even though there was a lot of yeah. frustration. And, um, you so know, maybe all the most the- frustrating game of the of the dynasty. Yes. Up and, there. And, and, and I think to me, all of the criticism was legit. I don't think anyone that I talked to or listened to or anyone rational was like, you know, saying ridiculous stuff like these guys are bums or anything like that. But we'd seen how this team operates all season long. And it was just a microcosm of all of that in a game that they that was right right there for the taking. Yeah. And I thought that is what was frustrating. And so yeah. like, I had told myself like, okay, you know, I'm prepared. If this team loses, I had said a couple months ago that I just want a fun ride in the playoffs. That's it. I wanted them to get to the tournament and, and just uh, compete and go as far as they can and leave us some lasting memories. And uh, I didn't want it to end after one round for sure. Oh yeah. But I was like, okay, it could, it could go away, but I definitely didn't want it. Once the game started though, like all the 
tension. Like I, I wanted it really, really, really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like sweating yeah. and I, I really wanted this win. And we were obviously eventually like not disappointed. I don't even uh, know where to start. I mean, you can start with Steph, man. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you're talking about, you want uh, to have fun, uh, you know, have a good ride here with this team, uh, have memorable moments. Well, you got one today, uh, you know, 50 points in a game seven. I think they had a, a, a graphic in the broadcast that it's the most points ever scored in a game seven in NBA and ABA history, uh, which is pretty, pretty damn cool. Um, and, you know, I think, I think uh, one of the things going in into it and again, uh, talking on the Oakland Warriors discord, some of us were saying, uh, Mike Mike Brown played his card in Game Six. What's Kerr's counter? What's his what's what's the card Kerr is gonna play? And and uh, and I was like, well, it's obvious, Jonathan Kaminga, <laughs> who didn't who didn't even play a meaningful second. Um, the the card Kerr played was Steph Curry, uh, <laughs> which is a pretty good card to play. Uh, you know, it's one of those one of those cliches that uh, you know. Uh, and and you and I talk about it. Uh, you mentioned it all the time. Having the best player matters. And uh, in a game seven, when so much is can go either way, um, he showed up. And and really, uh, not not a lot of anybody else did. I mean, the effort was there, and I think that was that was a huge difference from G, from game six. Is that uh, the effort was there? You know, even if uh, you know Clay wasn't hitting shots. Uh, you know the effort was there. Um, Wiggins was was great, and of course Looney, twenty plus rebounds. Uh, I think another stat they threw up was um, the first time three games of twenty plus rebounds. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I forgot what the time frame they they said was, but um, but that's pretty historic. So um, you know, heart of a champion, those kinds of things. The the thing is, we don't we didn't see it all year right and and we didn't see it in game six right so this is the kind of thing we've been waiting for we've been waiting for uh what what i'm what i was thinking about just before this was like we've been thinking we've been wanting to see brilliance we've been wanting to see desperation and we saw brilliant desperation today so um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that it's only round one but but at least the you know it, it 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 came together well yeah i mean it's crazy to me that this was just the first round steph that was like a legendary performance Mm -hmm. and you know not to get too hyperbolic but that was amazing like that was legitimately amazing i was encouraged at the beginning of the game because they were all focused and they were playing with effort they at first they were like keeping their turnovers low and everybody was you know they looked like they were playing in game five but it was also the kings were playing you know, at the same level too. And I'm, I'm just stunned, you know, like Steph literally put this team on his back. Mm -hmm. He got any shot he wanted wherever he wanted. And it helps that the Kings, you know, gooey middle isn't that good. So he could get to the cup pretty often. And I mean, he only had five free throws in this one. I mean, 38 minutes, 20 for 38, seven for 18 from three, only three for five from the line. Uh, eight boards, six assists, 50 points. I mean, it's wild. That was stunning at age 35 to drop 50. When they showed the stat on TV, uh, I think Steph had 45 points and they showed that like 
KD had 48, the most game seven points. And I was like, oh, I want 50, man. Yeah. You can get that super <laughs> easy. I, I really wanted that. You know that he wanted 50 as well. And <laughs> I mean, there was slander in general, but there was also questions and there was doubt. And I, like I said, fair criticism. But I'm, I was really, really like, I was like, dang, this kind of performance is the stuff that uh, a guy who still has his physical abilities and has the skill and the mental acumen, like mm-hmm. that's what extends a prime, right? Like mm-hmm. the ability to pull uh, all the stuff off and to execute what your mind uh, knows. Because uh, when, when you get too old, like you can't do those things. Yep. And when you're too young, you can't think those things. Yep. You can't react to those things. But he's still in that part of his career. And I mean, this just vaults him up. I mean, this is this was an all-time <laughs> performance. I, I could not believe it. And throughout the game, when Clay was shooting poorly, when he and Poole were like one for 11 at some point in the game or whatever, I was like, somebody has, else has to step up to do it. And Steph was just like, I don't know if anyone else is going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And that is something like, yeah, I don't say this often and I don't say this often about Steph, but that was very Jordan esque to me, you know, like people underestimate Steph's dominance. And that is something because he gives up the ball so much. He doesn't just say like, I'm going to put this on my shoulders. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take 38 shots. He was like, he knows too, that there's change coming and even more change if they lose early. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I'm going out guns blazing. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like this is, this is, well, if we lose this, not because I didn't try my hardest. I saw the 38 shot attempts, you know, the, the stat of that and, you know, scoring 50 on that. And then you think, why doesn't he shoot that many more often? <laughs> <You know>? But <laughs> no, it's would true. I mean, fall apart. Yeah. I mean, every, everybody was playing so tight, right? Uh, as evidenced by seeing, you know, Wiggins missing all those free throws. Um, Clay just like, Oy. not looking not looking like the clay we, we're used to right max and, clay uh, max contract clay wasn't doing his job no no <laughs> he was making I, a case for it early and on. hey it happens right uh that it was happening on the king side too you look yeah. up and down their their stat lines nobody shot well and um and in the end it it was it was that brilliance that won out and and being kind of selfish and not going out um that at the end of the day um like you said if 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 we're going down it's it's going to be it's going to be him and and we've said through the years you have Steph Curry you have a chance and yeah man uh legendary performance <laughs> and you know we never we, none of us wanted to get to this game 7 we were i think that was part of the disappointment of game 6 as well is that it mm-hmm. seemed like a missed opportunity um but now that we did and we got a national game uh like People all saw this, the stuff that we see so frequently, um, and a player that took it beyond what we normally see, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just like legendary. I mean, this is gonna go down for for a long time. You know, this is one of those you know those NBA on NBC games in the nineties where you 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 hear about it because it had such a good plot, you know, amazing platform, right? Um, so I'm 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 hopeful that. A lot of people see this. I mean, you know, he, he really did uh, do a lion's share of work. I, I will say that, you know, Looney was incredible. I think I think we were worried that they would uh, kind of reduce his role 
um, with some of the the, sm- the small ball adjustments that the Kings made in game six. But, you know, it seemed like they wanted to stick with Sabonis and 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 Looney just dominated him again, uh, mm-hmm. again, again, um, just over and over that third quarter. You know, one of the things in, in the dynasty run with the with the Warriors has uh, the third quarter was always that 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 wave that was coming, you know, and it was mm-hmm. usually like mm-hmm. a like um like a wave of three pointers and um and just you know beautiful game stuff and and there that that always had like a sense of inevitability right uh and and we haven't felt inevitable about this team once this year i don't think like the only inevitability this team has given us is like being sp- or like erratic which is the like the opposite of inevitable right so but it it was interesting to see that third quarter because they they it was a different kind like they they were missing shots um but it was the energy it was the hustle like wiggins was everywhere um and it was something different that that we don't see as much uh from Mm -hmm. this you know this is not a dominant team anymore um they have their spurts um and they have a dominant player so uh in in this situation it it worked out for us <laughs> going forward yeah. I, you know, like i don't know you know what your playoff preview plans are but uh you know we'll worry about that maybe in a few hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah when steph was you know clearly trying to put this team on his back early on i was like man he's he's gonna have to get some help from somewhere mm-hmm. someone else because i was like he can't if he can't stay hot the whole game then you know we're we're in trouble but then as we started closing into halftime i was like oh man if the warriors could get like a even a one point lead i was like that's when the kings are going to start feeling a little a little tight right i mean they were already tight both teams were tight Mm -hmm. going into this one but then (laughs) it was funny because as the third quarter started coming to a close started getting to like the you know, the second half of the third quarter and that lead started building, you just kind of like blank and be like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, and then once they got what, I think they had like a, uh, like a 10, 12, lead, 10 point lead, 12 point lead going into the fourth. I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. Right. Yeah. In, in yeah. this game, when there's that much, I, I figured at that point it might be over. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the King couldn't come back, but that, the pressure of a fourth quarter being down 12 when you're watching Steph do what Steph does. Like all of a sudden you're going from like, Oh, who's the best player in this series so far? Uh, Steph or Fox, you know, because Fox has played so well and been so impactful, but then Steph starts looking like, you know, basically the, the hall of fame version of himself. And it's like, Whoa, you know, like hall of famer versus uh first time all-star. Like that's when I was like, I, I don't think the Kings can come back unless we get a catastrophic collapse. And I didn't assume at all that Steph would allow that to happen. And yeah. uh, I could be wrong, but did Kerr play all the starters from the beginning of the fourth until it was garbage time? No, uh, he put in he put in uh, Poole and uh, Gary Payton. Um, Remember, Gary Payton had a had a closeout yeah. block on Keegan Murray, um, right? Okay, they, he he stole a few minutes. He stole a few minutes, so they didn't play right. the whole way through. Um, but yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, they definitely 
had the starters to start the fourth and taking that 12 point lead to try to build on it and at the very least not smoke it away. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like if you even look at the uh the box score, it's like the starters, uh Dre plus twenty five, Looney plus twenty five, Wiggins plus twenty five, <laughs> Steph plus twenty five, Clay, team high plus thirty, and then you go into the uh the <laughs> the bench and it's Gary Payton minus 13 Dante uh, minus six in eight minutes pool minus two Moody minus five Kaminga minus four but you know that was garbage time so like the starters did what they're supposed to do basically it was like okay show up and perform and you know with Steph leading the way like and Looney leading the way uh in terms of rebounding uh that was you know that was huge you know yeah. they just did what they were supposed to do and that's what you lean on this felt to me a little like that spurs series that the warriors lost back in 2013 and you know i know that one didn't go seven but it was one where you know the warriors kept pushing and threatening and it was like oh wow this young new team but then you know execution execution overwhelmed by uh experience and uh just you know that the spurs own championship dna and all yeah. that stuff there's a lot to be happy about i think after this game um they're moving on one of my notes though that i had done before the game started because you know again thinking of uh uh you know the thought of coming on here and having to talk about the off season um but i think this question still matters and 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 maybe we can kind of zoom out a little bit is uh you know obviously the the results matter uh in a series right whether you advance or not. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, do, do you overreact one way or another because of, of a result going one way or another? And, and then, you know, so win or lose, this is what I wrote. Win or lose, what did you learn today? Um, and is that any different if the outcome was different? I learned that Steph still has this, mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, again, this was uh one of the most dominant performances i could have ever seen from him I and mean, we saw how well he played uh against boston to win the title last season we saw some amazing performances early on but he looks like a guy who knows he can just do this right mm -hmm. and that's the thing that really 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 impresses me i know he's known he can do things but he was like all right to hell with everything else uh I'm going to win this game. And as long as you have that, you have a chance. Matchups or matchups, right? Like there's going to be different matchups with other teams and whatnot with the Lakers next. But, you know, they they still need to get more yes. from other guys. I mean, that's yeah. bottom line. Like what I said at the very beginning of the game was true, right? But the difference was that <laughs> Steph didn't go cold yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he dropped 50 points uh if that doesn't happen like where are they they're still really thin you know well we talked about this uh on the discord you said this and i talked about this after draymond got uh, suspended for game three i was like you know the warriors potentially could look like the 2019 warriors where it was steph and alfonso mckinney uh Jonas yeah Quinn Cook, that could have been <laughs> kind of like this if, or this could have been kind of like that if uh, Steph doesn't do what he does. They need contributions from elsewhere. The the Warriors were lucky 
because like we said, the Kings were tight and across the board, I mean, the Warriors shot like trash from the free throw line, right? The mm-hmm. third quarter was like, what, three for 14 or something ridiculous. They were 19 for 30 overall, but the Kings were 16 for 27, right? <laughs> so the Warriors 63%, the Kings shot worse at 59%. The Warriors only shot 32% from three, but the Kings shot 25%. You know, and in terms of rebounding, the Warriors have been worked so many times. Uh, in terms of rebounding, the Warriors out rebounded the Kings 55 49. At a certain point, it was like, you know, 44 32. The Warriors were out rebounding, and the Warriors also had more offensive boards. So, credit to Looney, credit to everyone battling down there. Because if you look at the, the starters, rebounds, uh, Draymond only had six, Looney had mm-hmm. 21, like you said. Wiggins had seven, Seth had eight, Clay had five. Uh, and that was clearly a big part of the of the game plan, not yeah. trying to give them as many second chance opportunities. Yeah. I I I mean, one of the things I guess I I, I learned today is that, you know, you know, Steph is still that guy, but are the others the others? And I, I guess I didn't I don't know if I've learned that today, but it right. I have even more question than ever. Um, but again, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think Wiggins was quite good. Um, and, uh, and Looney was great. So, you know, is it, does it mean that, that those guys are the kind of ascendant players in terms of their importance? And, you know, certainly in this series they were, um, and you guys, I guess you just live to see another day and, and see if the, mm-hmm. the others can kind of, uh, uh, come along for it. So, it's tough, you know? Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I think the other thing is like, I, I don't know if it's something I learned, but, you know, it was interesting to see that, you know, it never seemed like they um, figured it out, right? They never they never seemed to no. figure out this series, right? Like, yeah, um, maybe the only thing they figured out is that they could attack the paint, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which they didn't do in like, you know, the first game and parts <laughs> yeah. of the second game. Um but beyond that, it, it 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 was frustrating because it it they just never could really impose uh, impose much other than Steph and, and Looney. Um, but it was right. enough, you know. Uh, you know, they were lower seed for a reason, very inconsistent. The Kings were were not; they were very consistent all year, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they were who they who they are the whole time. And when we did our preview, I think. I definitely took them uh, lighter than than I think a lot of us. Uh, I as I think a lot of us did, um, and you know partially because we played them what three times in the beginning of the season, and then once in a game where they didn't play any starters, so there wasn't much to go on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, certainly they had a great year, um, so it was it was just like a really interesting chess match, and and you know thinking back on it, like um, if this Kings team was the Kings, but didn't have Mike Brown as their coach, would would they have caused as many problems as they did? Or, you know, was it a personnel thing? I mean, you see, you you saw that, uh, you know, they went away from Davion Mitchell, um, which was interesting. Uh, you know, right. it worked in in terms of Davis. Maybe a hit, mistake. Hit, hit more shots, yeah. But but arguably, uh, Mitchell played better defense on on Curry. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that that's going to be one that it gets, gets teased out, uh, I'm sure, on their end. Um, I mean, you, it it was kind of funny to see that the handshake line at the end, and um, 
uh, Davis was just like shaking his head while he was talking to Steph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like he was just like, I think he mouthed something like, wow. That, like he was just like yeah. in disbelief. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I have a point about that, but uh, you know, the, 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 the chess match was, was uh, the strategy chess match was different in this series than, than I feel like we've seen in the past. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know how that bodes for the future uh in in the next series if is that a brain drain thing or is that just a you know they had an inside guy right who knew how Mm -hmm. to you know mess around with some of our some of our things or is that just all on the players or just like a little old older and a little slower i think it's probably a little combination of all those i mean if i look at just game six i put a lot of that on the players yeah on the warriors players and in this one i mean wiggins did all the great wiggins playoff wiggins things except hit shots yeah (laughs) that five for 16 he smoked a couple bunnies i kept dying for one of those threes going down and it just never did you know yeah and he'll get those more in the next series i think that's you know just the averages play out and clay will too (laughs) love clay man but like you know after the game six loss you know just the platitudes he always speaks in his pressers where it's like you know, I never count us out. I'll go to battle with these guys and, you know, like, you know, heart of the champion. And uh, uh, it's yeah. like when he started coming out and this gates and he was just missing every shot. I was just like tweeting out. I was like, oh, that's not that's not good for his no. next contract argument. You know what I mean? If, if he goes and the Warriors lose and he goes like uh, three for 15, uh, that does not bode well for uh, for his future in that way but again like i didn't know this king's team obviously as well as i do now i didn't know how good De'Aaron fox was mm-hmm. um and i didn't know that you know like as a team the kind of matchups pro- matchup problems that they would give to the warriors and i mean at during our uh series preview you know i said they would kick one because that's what they do and then mike brown would is just pure coaching acumen and knowledge of the Warriors would give them another, you know, I mean, Mike Brown was pretty good throughout and the Warriors kicked, uh, I would, you could say <laughs> they kicked one and two, yeah. uh, split the difference they, maybe, they but then, <laughs> and then they kicked six, right. Number <laughs> six. So game six. So I was like, well, that, you know, that one those might, habits. Be, might be the, the Mike Brown stolen game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the deer and Fox just, you know, took over, but, uh, game two was the one I thought they really kicked. And then I didn't expect game six. So I put that on the players and they got to hit shots plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's it rebound defense play shots keep the turnovers low i mean you know one stat that i didn't read off was like seven turnovers for the warriors are you kidding me seven turnovers this is a team that regularly (laughs) chucks the ball to the other team at least Mm -hmm. 16 times and but then the kings only had eight turnovers it's like what you know (laughs) these teams were like super tight but they apparently were really really careful with their passing (laughs) (laughs) and then they were even 23 free throws uh sorry uh fouls each so it was really really odd but this is a good kings team and i think like meeting that challenge should be uh i don't necessarily think a confidence booster but it's something that is definitely an accomplishment it's more than beating the nuggets 
in the first round yeah. last year. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. I think maybe one of the other takeaways, too, is that they won two road games in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a huge question. Like, this was the worst road team out of the playoff teams or whatever they were. And the worst road it, team out of the non-lotto teams. Yeah, <laughs> right. Even worse than some of those, right? So, yeah. um, you know, could they win one on the road? And it turned out they won two. So um, I think that's going to, I mean, they're the home team in, in the next round. So uh, that's a little bit less of a urgent uh, matter. But, the, you know, going forward, if they advance, they will be the road team again. And, mm-hmm. you know, realistically, like when you're talking about the top teams, like there's like there's good chances you're going to lose at home once. Right. So can they win two on the road? Um, and they proved it. So I, I think that's a really encouraging thing to yeah. take away. I mean, you know, I had told you um, at some point, um, maybe after game six or so, is like I could easily see this Kings team getting to a conference finals, you know, like so mm-hmm. they beat a good team, like they beat a really good team. Um, and that's not just saying that, that uh, because we're, oh yeah, you know, because they gave us a hard time, you know, like they are legit good. They are legit good and um, they have some pieces for sure. Okay. So you want to talk Lakers a little bit? Uh, yeah, let's do get, it. Get these guys, uh, rush them off to the cryo chamber. Uh, do a little extra time in there. (laughs) Get them freshened up. 48 hour turnaround to, uh, or a little more than 48 hours. I think I'm guessing they're playing at like seven. And that was like, yeah, that was like one of the more frustrating things about this. I mean, at least they are not having to travel back from, you know, some, you know, some Midwest, uh, you know, city or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're, they're probably on the bus right now. You know, I mean, if they were playing, on the road and they were playing somewhere beyond Sacramento, say they were playing in Denver and then they were playing Memphis in second round, just like last year, they would probably fly straight from Denver to Memphis (laughs) if this was like that situation. But instead they drive back down to SF and then they stay there. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Which is nice. So, I mean, so, I mean, do you have any like initial thoughts about the Lakers? Um, I mean, you know, the Lakers ever since the trade deadline, they, worried me they've been a totally different team obviously since uh they got rid of russ and made all those moves uh they do worry me you know they do worry me because lebron is always Mm going to be lebron although in the memphis series it was clear i mean you point this out to me that he looks a little bit older he picks and chooses his spots a little bit more and i will say (laughs) that at least because he is older than steph uh steph looks still younger than him you know what i mean he's still steph has a better motor yeah than lebron and so like when it comes to best player in the series uh or who can execute what they need to when they can like i i mean this this 50 point game gives me a lot of confidence in steph but you know the lakers size uh anthony davis is going to be a problem he's not (laughs) demontis sabonis and uh is looney going to be able to stay out of foul trouble hold him is draymond going to be able to uh, do the same and um you know for the lakers they have more shooting like is anyone on that team going to step up is d'angelo russell going to go from like you know a three for 16 game to all of a sudden having like the game that he had uh, in the closeout against the Grizzlies in game yeah. six. Yeah. Chances are high. I mean, he's so volatile. Yeah. yeah. 
There's a lot of variables out there. And uh, I think uh, it'll be a a great matchup. Me personally, though, like, and I've said this to you, and I guess my lifetime fandom, whatever, uh, you know, I, I, I could, I'll make the argument, even though it's just second round, that both these teams are contenders, right? Because the Warriors mm-hmm. are defending champs. The Lakers have LeBron, and they look like a different team, right? So if you're this far, you're still a contender. The Warriors and the Lakers in my fandom have never played each other in a series uh, when they've both been considered contenders. Uh, they played in 87 when Sleepy Floyd dropped 51. And then I forgot they played in 91, which is yeah. the last time they played in a series. And that smoked. was on TMC era. <laughs> yeah. And like that was, you know, still uh, the Lakers and Magic Showtime still mm-hmm. at the at their peak. Uh, and then we won't count the play-in because that was, you know, whatever. But uh, that there's never been a NorCal-SoCal rivalry uh, for the Warriors-Lakers, right? They're sure there was the Kings, but, you know, they're gone. So... Uh, that's what is so fascinating to me. Like I'm, I'm excited uh, for that. I'm excited yeah. for like the, I wanted to see the Lakers Grizzlies series so that all the, <laughs> the millions of Lakers fans uh, could just like, you know, give Dylan Brooks hell. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm tired of having to deal with that from a Warriors fan yeah. uh, perspective. So like go through that and he got it right. It he was got great. it. Well, they uh, did exactly <laughs> what I'd hope they would do. They, they, they pulled through on that, on that, on that account and surprise, surprise, he skipped his uh, media responsibilities. That's weak, man. That is surprise, weak, surprise. right? You're gonna, if you're going to be Mr. Like I talk trash, uh, you got to be able to, to, you know, talk after you lose to, yep. you know, grow up. Yep. But um, yeah, uh, the Lakers size and their overall depth, potentially uh worry me and you know, half joking i'm worried about austin reeves getting a ton of foul calls <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why he gets so many foul calls i don't know well, what i don't is. know either man so yeah i mean same same thing you know I, I mean one of the things watching that memphis series uh versus ours is um and and maybe this works in our favor a little bit is um and gives me a little bit less concern still still a lot of concern a little less concern because it's gonna be slower series um the lakers don't play at the same pace that the kings do um and that was an issue for the warriors like keeping up with the kings and the kings would just run it down our throats like after even after made baskets like how many baskets did they get doing that right before our defense Mm -hmm. was set and they had the personnel to do it i don't think the lakers have the personnel to do it you know they're much more walk it up um kind of team uh so i think in terms of the quick turnaround that helps a little bit um Mm -hmm. the the i mean the 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 turnaround in their personnel i mean we all liked to clown on palinka and russ and damn it they turned it around it almost feels like that russ uh lakers team it's hard to remember um and Mm -hmm. uh you know they they made remade that team into a much more balanced team, but still retaining their identity of, of a larger team. Um, they, they got more shooting. Um, you know, Malik Beasley didn't come through too much, but you know, he will at some point against us. Cause we give up threes like that. So mm-hmm. will Looney be able to hold up Looney and Draymond be able to hold up against AD and which kind of AD are we going to see? Um, he's been playing incredible. And then there's a few games here and there where it kind of feels like he doesn't have it. You know, um, mm-hmm. and so I mean, his his uh, 
his physical shape is always in question. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then LeBron, you know, I think he has a foot injury. I'm not exactly sure what kind, but that has led to him being at a slower pace and, and on top of being old. Um, so I, I like our, um, like our lack of athleticism is going to be a little less pronounced. I mean, we still have a lack of size, but, um, but I think we have good wings. I think mm-hmm. um, the ascendance of Moody being like playable is nice. They're going to have to fold in some more guys in, in the rotation. Like we've got to see Kaminga get another shot. I'd really like to see Dante pick it up a little bit. He seemed rattled, which I was surprised by. Um, mm-hmm. Just lengthen that rotation out, you know, uh, pool, uh, you know, got by tonight by, you know, in that King series is kind of like, who's going to be better him or monk. Right. And monk basically was better in every, almost every game. Um, mm-hmm. So can pool get back to being, uh, you know, just like steady. Like, I mean, those, those words don't seem to go together, a steady pool, um, <laughs> but, uh, but we, but we can hope, right. Um, right. Keep the, keep the hope alive. And so, yeah, the, the size is going to be an issue. Um, but I like our wings. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to see Wiggins, you know, continue his like ascendance into being our second best player. Um, so I think we, we have a great shot in this series and being the home, home team is going to help us a lot. We're familiar with LeBron. He's familiar with us and blows up some of our stuff. So it's going to be a good one. A a California classic. Um, It would have been interesting if the Clippers had, had made it and, and uh, it was an all California, like every round Uh, that would have been pretty interesting. But I mean, do you know how little travel that would be? That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. They wouldn't, they wouldn't leave the state for like a month and a half or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you know, with, this uh, particular series, I mean, I definitely think the Warriors have a shot. I mean, they're the home team. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole thing about them winning on the road, I think it was kind of a mental hurdle, perhaps. And mm-hmm. because it's so stacked from their regular season, that's where all of our doubt comes from, right? Because they haven't proven it. And every time they turn the corner, it's like, oh, here's a game six that we're just going to punt. But at the end of the day, this team winning on the road the guys who played, you know, 30, almost 40 minutes in this one are the ones who have no doubt they can win on the road. So like, Mm -hmm. to me, again, that's, that's where I have a little bit of confidence in them per se, just to be able to do it. It's always about if they come with the right attitude and the right, uh, just, I guess, respect for the game and respect for the opponent. Yeah. Uh, I felt like in game six, they just thought that the Kings would roll over. And to their credit, they did not. They took advantage of that lackadaisicalness from the Warriors. So in this one, we've said, you know, we've talked about this online, offline podcast, off podcast, like uh, throughout the season, especially second half. It's like, you know, which team can beat the Warriors in a seven game series? Uh, In theory, any of them can. But I like the Warriors chances uh, to at least push it as far as they can. Right. Like if they lost today with the effort that they started the game off with, they're just going to get beat by a team that is better than them. Mm -hmm. Right. And when then Steph did what Steph does. Right. If like we said earlier, if they lost, they would have been by a team that's better than them. But for uh, the Lakers, it's like, you know, I expect to see Kaminga 
right? Yep. Like, you know, somebody in the Discord pointed out that the Lakers left Kaminga alone in the last couple of games. They left him wide open uh, at the three-point line. They they didn't challenge his shot. But to me, it's like, that doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> it's still a better matchup, to be mm -hmm. honest, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, And if they leave him open, then fine. He has to be able to figure out what to do with that. He has to be able to punish them either hitting a three or driving and kicking or driving, getting to the cup or, or whatever. So just because they leave him open doesn't mean that he can't contribute, especially because, you know, Moody has impressed me. I can't believe we're seeing so much Moody, which is great. And he's, and he's meeting the moment uh, really, really impressively to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, he's not messing up. He's playing within himself. He's in the systems and all that stuff. Uh, but he's, <laughs> we saw so much lamb. It's like, why are you going to play lamb so much if you're not even going to play him in the in the postseason? You're going to opt for Moody instead. Lord right? only like, knows. <laughs> like, what did you just know? Moody was so mature at age 20 <laughs> that he's going to be able to perform for his team in the playoffs. It was the same thing but, last year, right? Like, exactly, exactly, exactly. So in in this, it's like Moody will play; he'll get his chance. But then, you know, bo throwing bodies against LeBron. Wiggins, uh, Clay, mm -hmm. uh, Draymond, mm -hmm. uh, in ways, you know, maybe some Gary Payton, oh. uh, and then Kaminga, yeah. right? Like you, cause he's a body that you can put on something like that. And then you have, you know, if they run out a big lineup with like LeBron and, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, Anthony Davis and whomever else is, is big on their team, you know, how do you match that? And, and uh, you know, are you going to go with four guards? And I think yeah. also for DiVincenzo, you know, I'm hoping that this series against Sack, yeah, it was clear that it wasn't a great matchup for him defensively. Hopefully, uh, he can come back uh, stronger yeah. in the next one. I mean, as a fan, it's like clean slate, clean slate. All the yep. matchup Random problems, series. you wipe that out. And yep. then it's like, okay, let's see the, the, the next matchup and see who fits and how. Uh, that goes and um, you know Wiggins always comes after LeBron so <laughs> on that point it's like well, LeBron is old and yeah he's still he's still good obviously and I'm kind of joking calling him old but like uh, but Wiggins is good and he's like in his prime he's still right. like in his uh, uh, late uh, mid late 20s you know what I yeah. mean so you know he has an advantage in some respects in some respects I think it's going to be interesting what the Lakers are going to do against Steph I mean um, the Kings had, uh, they had defensive guards. I mean, Fox was decent. Uh, Mitchell was really good on Steph. Uh, you know, Davis was, was good in game six and well, you know, had his issues yeah. in game seven, but I don't think the Lakers have any guards as good as that. Uh, defensively, you know, you know, I'm sure Lakers fans would be lost in Reeves, Austin Reeves. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Dennis Schroeder, but no, you, you, yeah, you're gonna tell me Schroeder or uh, or Russell's gonna gonna check Steph. I don't. I think that's gonna be a problem. I feel yeah. like I've seen Vanderbilt on Steph here and there, um, uh, but I don't think that's something that's gonna hold up over time. I mean, you know, people do try to put size on him, um, mm -hmm. and that is something that he generally figures out. So it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those those. Uh, chess matches also you know like it you know do you put much stock in the lakers having a rookie coach uh i mean mm -hmm. you know like does, does that does that make a difference I'm, I'm hoping for a bounce back series from jordan pool right yes. like 
You know, he won't be facing a Malik Monk opposite from him. He'll be facing the foul gathering Austin Reeves and such. <laughs> yeah. I I always worry about uh I, there there is something about that that arena too. Um the crypto uh used to be Staples. Um what what do you think? You like it when they dim the lights? You like that look? Back in the day, the forum was all lit up. And then Oakland Coliseum was dimmed out, uh-huh. right? It was like that they had that effect, and and then not probably not exactly the same time, but at a certain point, the Warriors they put all the lights up, and then the Lakers went dark. I actually think the Lakers may have gone dark because they had a light issue, and then they just decided to keep it that way. I, I could be wrong. I, I think that's but, what I asked you too when you told me that because I was like, oh, did did the Oakland Coliseum just have bad lights or something? <laughs> No, no, but the Lakers, they, they had lights on, but then like the lights weren't working one game and they decided to leave them off. Oh. I think that's what happened. I could be wrong, whatever. But like, uh, I do like the lights off personally. I think that's a, a great vibe, a great feeling. It makes it a little bit more uh, theatrical, dramatic. Yeah. Theatrical is like a gigantic black box theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take it, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I asked because I always wondered like, you know, I feel like, you know, the 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 Lakers games that I've seen the Warriors play, you know, even regular season ones, it's like they they rarely seem to shoot well there. And it's like, does mm-hmm. that have anything to do with that? I I'm sure it doesn't. Well, you know, they, they they can't go out and party hopefully during the series. I think that's something that LA is always undefeated with, right? Yeah. Uh and go to the clubs and whatnot. Uh it's always in the second round, I guess, where uh, I could be wrong, but like I noticed it last year. Second round is when all of a sudden the games, there's very little rest between games. Yeah. That's probably because there's fewer games, fewer teams. And so the NBA is trying to like, you know, they're like, okay, yep. let's fit them all together now and, and keep it seamless. So that's going to be an issue. The Warriors played an extra game and have uh, the Lakers, what, have, I guess, two and a half, three days rest, mm-hmm. whereas the Warriors just get one day off. Yeah. Uh, Warriors rolled. Lakers are, you know, LeBron is old and AD is in his prime, but his body's old. Yeah. You know, so uh, it could, it could be uh, detrimental to, to either team, you know, so we'll see, we'll see how that, uh, that kind of plays out. Also, there was that time, there was that time when Steph, remember like when he slipped at, uh, <laughs> when he slipped trying to go for like a fast break, uh, one on zero dunk or something. Oh at, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stables. And it was like the most embarrassing thing I'd ever seen. He just slipped uh, and landed on his butt, and that was odd. So like, I don't want to see none of that. No. I don't see any of that ever again. No. You know? Hey, we're Warriors fans. How badly do you want to beat the Lakers? How badly do you want to beat LeBron? I, 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 I just wanted this last series because, because. I just want to keep winning. I want to keep this as going as long as possible. But this is extra juice to me. Mm-hmm. Like I want to beat them so badly. Like I give me another yeah. day to get you know get that ramped up. But but uh, my initial thought: I want to win. <laughs> I don't want to beat yeah, LeBron. I, mean, I want to beat the Lakers. Like I don't want to hear it. Right? Like this is this is you know, yeah. I just don't want to hear it. I mean, this is one of the things we talked about. Is like, oh man, if they play the Lakers, it's going to be a you know talking about legacies and. You know, and and that in that sense, it's going to be great theater. Um, uh, but 
we're 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 in for a couple of weeks of just uh mind-numbingly inane talk about uh legacies and whose whose era this is right right and that's why i tune out of most of the chatter <laughs> uh which is really really good for uh for <laughs> my for not getting aggravated about things or yeah, aggregated I, yeah exactly <laughs> i really really I, like i said before the series with the kings i like the kings if we lost i would be pulling for the kings uh exact opposite yeah, the Lakers, yeah. 100%. Uh, because it's 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 two layers, right? You want to beat the Lakers, plain and simple. And then you want to beat LeBron because before the trade, the trade deadline uh, and Palenka made all those, you know, weird moves or like weirdly awesome moves for them. Uh, still can't believe Danny Ainge did Danny that. Ainge. But but uh, I was like, okay, great. Warriors, you know, beginning of the season, especially it was like, Warriors, you know, Steph can get a fifth ring. Uh, LeBron, I see no path to it. Mm -hmm. But that's another thing. You want to, like, put a stop to that so that Steph can keep going and that LeBron, you know. And these are those things, right? Like, if Steph, Draymond, Clay, Andre Godala (laughs) get their fifth rings, then that's that's a lot of rings, man. That's a lot of rings. And that will be really impressive. So, like, the further we go, the more you want it. And, yeah, I mean, this is the matchup that the NBA – I've wanted this. I've wanted this because uh, – I don't even know if I finished this thought, but I've said this to you. The Warriors and the Lakers not having been contenders ever, like legit contenders ever at the same time. It's like when the Warriors were good and then they got the Lakers got LeBron, they were bad – and then the Warriors had their two down years, mm-hmm. and then the Lakers won their bubble title, and then the Warriors got good again, and then Lakers got bad, right? Like they only crossed paths in that yeah. mediocre uh, yeah. uh, play-in game, which is whatever. And so now they're both there, so it's going to be a really, really entertaining, entertaining, aggravating frustrating yeah. <laughs> hair pulling out uh type series i think yeah i i just want to see i want to see greatness from our guys um i want to see i want to see goodness from our young guys i want to see something complete you know like mm-hmm, i want to see mm-hmm. this team like functioning how we like how we imagine it could right because mm-hmm. it hasn't yeah. right we're yeah. we're you know the two timelines become one, you know, and just become yeah. this force, right? Yeah. That's yeah, what I want to yeah. see, man. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. That's why I'm hoping like Moody taking a step forward. I hope Kamega can come back in and contribute and not get like, you know, pulled after two minutes. Yeah. You know? And uh, I mean, if I recall correctly, I, I know my prediction in the, um, our, our uh, overall, playoff bracket i had the lakers beating the grizzlies and i said warriors in six i mean i'll stick with that you know but um you know there's some questions i have about that in the sense that game six will be in la Mm -hmm. therefore the warriors would have to win in you know on on lebron's home floor whereas like coming back winning in game seven at Chase Center. So I'll stick with it, but you know, it really, really, I mean, we'll, we'll know what we're going to get 
in game one. Like right now it's, it's kind of unclear because it really depends on which Warriors team. And then, you know, you're the one that pointed out to me that the Lakers, they can look really bad. The thing about the Warriors versus Lakers is at least the Warriors, their core has played together for a really long time. The Lakers, they've had some time to gel, but you can't replace the amount of time the Warriors have played together. So that's something that I'm hoping could be a flaw uh, with uh, this Lakers team when they run into those ruts that the Warriors can take advantage of. Hopefully there's more ruts for the Lakers than the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. God, I don't know if I'm ready to make a prediction. I guess there's only one day. <laughs> there's only one day. So, um, dang, I, I'm going to go with Warriors and seven. Uh, they just, uh, yeah, we're going to see another one and it'll be a classic. And I think, uh, yeah. yeah, I won't say anything more than that. Okay. Go okay. Warriors. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Do you have, any final uh, thoughts on this? Uh, oh, that's it. Gonna whatever. go it. Go hit the ice bath now and uh, get get ready for game <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm gonna rest my knees. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for for coming on. Of course. Um, y'all can find Aram on Twitter at Aram Collier. A R A M C O L L I E R. Wow. That's it. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>